Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the episode of Living Loud Outdoors on the mic with you in the office on a Friday afternoon. Had a little delay in our schedule, so uh, spent a little time at home, been in the office working on office things. And um, one of the guys that, that he actually shares scriptures every morning, uh, sends them out via text message to, I, I don't really know how many, I'm on his list. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's just like a daily scripture thing, you know. But what he put in there this morning, he actually added some of his personal thoughts. And I thought, wow, that's powerful. And, and, I, and I texted him back and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have to share this in a message. And he gave me free will to do so. So I want to share with you something that my friend Rick uh, Keller posted this morning. He used a reference of Luke 17, 1 and 2. And this is what Luke 17, 1 and 2 actually says. Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks, temptations and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come, but woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. That's a, that's a pretty powerful verse all on its own because Jesus is simply saying stumbling blocks are coming. Temptations, traps that are set to lure us into sin are sure to come, but judgment is coming on those who they come from. So whoever sets up these stumbling blocks, whoever puts these in the path, whoever puts these out in front of others to trip them up, to make them stumble, or to lure them into sin, judgment is coming. Verse 2 says, It would be better for him if a millstone, as large as one turned by a donkey, were hung around his neck, and he were hurled into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin and lose faith. Now, the reference here does make us kind of put our mindset to our children. And our children are under attack today. There, there is no doubt. But I want to read to you some thoughts that Rick said, and then I'm going to finish with some of my own. These are thoughts that Rick shared this morning. He said, as I was reading Luke 17, 1 and 2, and saw the warning given to those who lead astray our little ones, I could not help but realize how our children are being assaulted by those who want them to think that sin is good and not evil, as God has told us in his word. The fight for our children is nothing new. There is nothing new under the sun. This fight is real, and we have to take a stand according to the word of God and say, enough is enough. Our children are under assault from the media, society, Sex, drugs, perversion, gender, politicians, officials who refuse to prosecute, and the list goes on and on. The forces of evil want us to accept evil as good and partake in it. I actually doubt that any of you would stand idly by and watch your children or your grandchildren, or for that matter, any child be physically assaulted, but you would respond accordingly and do whatever is necessary to protect them. The responsibility goes beyond their physical well-being. We need to take a stand for their future, including the spiritual, physical, and mental aspects of these. By not taking a stand, we are essentially allowing this onslaught to happen. That, that was what Rick posted this morning in a text, and it meant it fired me up. And it made, it got me it got me fired up because you see as as parents as grandparents as godparents as great grandparents or simply concerned adults we have a responsibility to protect our children 
an obligation to teach them to follow God and instruct them in his ways. Matter of fact, the Bible says to train them up in the way they should go so that when they're older, they will not depart. They'll, they'll know the way. They'll know the path. You know, I, I was raised in this. I was my, my parents did just that. They trained me up in the way that I should go. Now, I chose to wonder. I chose to, to stumble around in the briar thicket for a while, and I came out with some scars, and I came out with some wounds, and I left some blood behind. But I learned to come back. They, they, put, they put something in me in such a way that it drew me back. When, 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 I hit, when I hit my proverbial wall, when I found myself buried in darkness, the, the evil all around me, I knew where to go. I, I recognized the path, and I knew where I needed to turn in order to find my way back. And it's all because of what was planted in me as a child. I think that's very important for us to understand today. Our youth are the future. We can help shape their future. But it's our role to lead them and instruct them in the way they should go. Or do we leave it to those who wish to harm them? That's not a real healthy choice there, but it is a very black and white one. Do we do what we're called to do in our role to lead others, to instruct others on the way they should go, or do we leave it up to those who wish to harm them? Now, I wanted to expound on this just a little bit. Rick's Rick's thoughts, very quality thoughts, by the way, is really reflecting on on the attack on our children today. And, and they are very much under attack. We understand that. We see that. But I think it goes much deeper. So here's what I want to share with you today. Um, I, w- I want to take a look at uh, the Matthew version of what Jesus was telling to his. This is, uh, I didn't even write the, the passage down here. Um but I want to give you the Matthew version of, of what was being said in Luke. You know, it's recorded three times there. So verse 1, it says, At the time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and set him before him and said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless you repent, that is, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, live changed lives, and become like children. Trusting, humble, and forgiving, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, and remember what that word means, because of this, whoever humbles himself like this child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives and welcomes one child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble and sin by leading him away from my teaching it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone as large as one turned by a donkey hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's coming out of Matthew. So it's a little bit different perspective. Matthew recorded it a little bit differently than Luke did. Mark has another little depiction of there in the same way. This war is not just of the flesh, but it's against the powers of darkness, which require spiritual weapons that God has given us in order to proclaim victory. Those weapons are described in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. 
And it's talking about putting on the armor of God. Verse 10 says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, draw your strength from him and be empowered through your opinion with him. And in the power of his boundless might, put on the full armor of God. For his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, and against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. Verse 13 says, Therefore, again, because of this, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger, and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand. In your place, fully separated, immovable, victorious, so stand firm and hold your ground. Having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness as an upright heart. Now, there's some literal meanings here I want to share with you. Rhonda loves to remind me of this, so I I want to share this with you. That literal meaning where it's talking about um, tighten the band of truth uh, around around your waist and having put on the breastplate of rightness. There's another portion where it talks about girding up your loins. The, The wordage, gird up your loins, is a phrase often found in the Bible, and it's an urgent call to get ready for immediate action or a coming event. The phrase is is related to the type of clothing worn in ancient times. Before the vigorous activity of loose ends of clothing, tunics, cloaks, mantles, etc., had to be gathered up and tucked into that wide band worn around the midsection of the body. It was like a pocket. Gird up your mind or gird up your heart are examples of variants of this phrase and call for mental or spiritual preparation for a coming challenge. So when we see that, when it talks about, uh, so stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth around your waist and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and an upright heart, having girded up your loins, having gathered up your loose ends and tucked them into place, having girded up your mind and your heart for spiritual preparation of a coming challenge, verse 15 says, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Again, there's a reference to the Roman soldiers' shoes, which were studded with hobnails to give them stability on the battlefield so that their feet could grip the ground. Verse 16 says, above all, lift up the protective shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Again, some literal meanings here. The Greek word refers to the large Roman soldier's shield designed to protect the entire body. It was a big shield. It had an iron frame and was covered in several layers of leather. And when soaked in water before a battle, the shield could put out the fiery darts from any of the enemy's arrows. I think that's very unique right there. Verse 17 goes on and says, And take the helmet of salvation, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The the weapon that we are to use today is simply the Word of God. That's our sword. It's God's Word. This isn't a physical battle. 
This is a spiritual battle. This is something that we've got to take up in arms spiritually. We're not going out there whacking people on the head, although sometimes that does sound very entertaining and very inviting. But that's not our place. Our place is spiritual. We must go to spiritual war for our children's sake and for anyone who has, as a child, has come to the Lord and new creation. It could be 80 years old and just gave their heart to the Lord and they're going to come as a child unto God. That's, I think, the phrasing and the meaning of all of this. These children are being referred to. Yes, I understand we have a task at hand because our children are being attacked, but a new believer is as that same child. Anyone who causes one of them to stumble, anyone who causes a believer to stumble, any teaching that draws us away from truth, woe to those who are bringing that teaching. Verse 18 of this actually says, With all prayer and petition, pray with specific request at all times, on every occasion, and in every season, in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer. That word interceding, that's standing in the gap. That, that, that's, that's pleading the case of another. So intercede in prayer for all of God's people. Stand in the gap for all of God's people. Stand in the gap and, and, and intercede, uh, plead the case of all believers. Rick ends this with, as for me, I choose to take a stand. What about you? Will you take a stand alongside of Rick and I and many others? The scriptures actually say, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's my case. That's my stance. And I challenge you to take the same. We are at war and we know that. Our children are being tossed out as sacrifices. Don't let a moment go by that we don't share our faith with our children, that we don't protect our kids. Pastors, that's the same as any believer in your body today. You need to take to heart what it means to prepare us for battle. I'm sharing this message today in just such a token. This is a preparation. This is something for you to take to heart and consider that we're at war. All of our soldiers go to basic training and then they'll go to specialized training and they might even go to even more specialized training before they're sent into battle. This is our, man, we're in this battle already. You, if you join the army of the Lord, you have got to begin to prepare to fight. And if you don't prepare correctly, just like it talks about in Ephesians, about putting on all of that armor correctly, if we don't stand together as bodies of believers, back-to-back, arm-in-arm, shoulder-to-shoulder, protecting each other from, from the, the rear assault, we're not going to make it. This is our fight. The Bible says that we will win, but we've got to stand and fight. And having done everything we can to stand, stand therefore. Stand because of this. Because this is what really matters. We must take a stand for our family values, our morals, our integrity, and we must stand on truth because it is truth that will set us free. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following along with our podcast. I pray that you're sharing these out. 
you can actually click on that little link there and share the podcast link. You can put it in a text message. You can put it into your Facebook feed. Uh, you can send it in a Facebook message. You can send it in an email. Share this word with others. We're seeing the word of God spread like a wildfire across the world. Uh, may this message be one of them. Maybe it's something out there that someone out there needs to hear today that will set them free. Amen. Be a part of what we're doing. Partner with us in ministry. If you can partner with us financially, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. That's living without the G, L-I-V-I-N, livingloudoutdoors.com. It's pinned right to the top of our Facebook page. You can support us even right here on the podcast platform. Support us if you can. Pray for us, please. Walk with us. Journey with us. Partner with us as we fight this fight. We will win guarantee you. God bless you guys. Ron and I love you. We're praying for you today. We'll talk to you again real soon.